Welcome to the OIS Podcast, where you get candid conversations with the leaders and drivers of ophthalmic innovation. And now, here's our host, Tom Salemi. Hey everyone, Tom Salemi here. Welcome back to the OIS Podcast. It's a pleasure to have you back. So, Area Pharmaceuticals had a great week last week. Not only did the company report successful top-line phase 3 results of its fixed-dose glaucoma candidate, Roclitan, but it also leveraged the huge climate sarn stock prices, something close to 40%, to raise another $125 million off the public markets. So as Rich Kirkner, our contributing editor, points out in this week's article in the OAS Weekly, and if you're not getting the weekly, you really should. Go to OAS.net, give us your email, and we'll send it to you every week at absolutely no charge. So Rich points out that this is a, sort of a formula that Aerie has used before. Uh, last year when it filed its NDA for Ropressa, it raised a, 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 an equal amount, actually, uh, after the, the stock went up following that good news. So it's a, it's a really successful formula for Aerie, which is really well capitalized. So we wanted to sort of center on Aerie this week. And uh, I was fortunate enough to, to sit down with Tom Mitro, the uh, chief operating officer at OIS at ASCRS uh, in May. And uh, in this conversation, we talked uh, about a few things, got an update on the pipeline, talked about the, the refiling of the NDA for Ropressa, sort of what that uh, entailed, but also what the company is doing in anticipation of good news uh, in Ropressa. It's actually building out a commercial team. So Tom will bring us up to speed on that. He'll also give us an update on Rocklatan, including sort of a mention of, of these results coming down the pike. He didn't tip his hand as to what they would say, but he let us know that they were sort of on the way. And uh, if you if you do get the weekly newsletter, you have access both to uh, to this interview and the presentation that Tom made at OIS. Those will be two videos you can watch. Or we're going to give you the audio for both of them in this podcast. So I'll run the interview with Tom first, and then we'll uh, kick it over to the audio of Tom's presentation from ASCRS, OIS at ASCRS. And you can hear directly from him uh, where the company is at. So... Thanks for tuning in, uh, and let's get into these conversations, or conversation and presentation, with Tom Mitro of Airy Pharmaceuticals. Tom, thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having me, Tom. It means a lot. It's great to have you here at OIS and to have you involved, and this is a nice opportunity to get an update on your extensive pipeline. It's hard to keep track of the, of the trials you do. Sure. You must have an extensive Excel spreadsheet that you're tracking all this stuff. <laughs> But uh, give us an update first on, on Repressor. You've had some movement there. Well, sure. Yeah, we've really had three things going on for Repressor that we're really happy to report on. First and foremost, we refiled our NDA, and we did that the same day that our contract manufacturer told us that they were ready for FDA inspection. So we're very happy for that. The second thing is we announced the uh, results of what we call Rocket 4, which is a six-month trial that compared Ropressa to BAD Timolol. We announced the first three months of the trial, the results from that, which is really the, the uh, efficacy part. Now, this was an announcement around the last three months, which was really a safety part. But the important thing was, it's a very clean safety profile that we found in Rocket 4, and Ropressa also stayed in the non-inferiority range compared to Timolol all the way through the six months. Mm-hmm. The final announcement is one we made just at the end of last year, and in that trial, really the announcement came from the uh, Mercury 1 trial. Mercury 1 was designed to compare Rocklatan to the individual components. That was the primary purpose. But in that trial, we also compared the individual components to each other. So that was comparing Ropressa to Latanoprost. And sure enough, we found that 
The IOP lowering from Repressa was not inferior to latanoprost, again, in patients with IOP of less than 25. So very good results around for, uh, and announcements around for Repressa. So what goes in with the filing of, a, of an NDA? Obviously, you, there, no one ever counts their chickens uh, until they're fully hatched. But are you gearing up uh, commercially? Or are you sort of building the infrastructure that you may need? Yeah, sure. I'd answer that question two ways. One, what goes into the NDA is everything but chickens that you mentioned, but it's thousands <laughs> and thousands of, of paper and documentation, not just from the clinical aspect of it, but also the preclinical work we did with, with the, the product to develop the product, all the formulation work and the CMC, the manufacturing work that, that comes in. Mm-hmm. But now that we have the um, NDA filed, we're aggressively building out our, our commercialization team, including we've hired a uh, vice president of sales, a vice president of, of market access, meaning managed care, as well as a vice president of, uh, of sales operations. So, and we will continue to build that. On top of that, we've also added to our medical affairs team that do a lot of communications with physicians, as we've had it, added a head of, uh, of uh, medical affairs, as well as several people that are going to work in her department as well. Huh. What does the addition of those type of professionals to a company do to the, the culture of the company? You're kind of, you're moving on, you're, you're evolving as you should be. Yeah, the, the first thing it does to the culture, it, when you don't think it can get any more exciting, frankly, it does. Because every person that comes into our company brings their own spirit, brings their own experiences, but came here for a very reason. And they seem to want to hit the ground and hit the ground, not walking, mm-hmm. but hit the ground running. So really what it does, it just builds the esprit de corps throughout the company, regardless of whether they are, whether they're in our RTP office or Raleigh office, whether in the Bedminster, whether they're in Southern California, or frankly, whether they're in Ireland, where we also have an office. But every person brings their own wit, their humor, their excitement, and their conviction to making this the best company that, uh, that they possibly can. That's great. And how about on the other side, Rocklatan? Any updates there? Sure. Rocklatan, we also have three really neat uh, uh, announcements that, that are coming up very quickly. First, this quarter, Q2 here, we'll announce the results of Mercury 2, which is a three-month uh, trial comparing Rocklatan again to the individual components of Latanoprost and Repressa. So that'll come this quarter. In the mid-year time period, we'll start our, our uh, study that we call Mercury 3, which is a phase 3 trial designed for Europe, not needed for the FDA, but for Europe. And that'll compare Rocklatan against a fixed-dose combination that's been approved in Europe over there. So we'll be having our investigators meeting in just a couple of weeks, and we'll look forward to enrolling that first patient in Q3. The final thing we'll have, final announcement, will be the uh, uh, Mercury 2 nine-month extension for safety. You remember that we announced the efficacy results from Mercury 2 late, late last year, mm-hmm. and then we also had a nine-month tail on that that was primarily a safety extension, and we'll be announcing the results of that in Q3 of this year. Well, so what do you anticipate we'll be talking about uh, the next time we meet at OAS? I guess, say, six months from now. What yeah. does the rest of the year look like for you? I think we'll, we'll continue to be building out our commercial team. People are always asking about where are you with that, mm-hmm. and we'll be able to fill in those sorts of things. And we'll also be able to tell them perhaps about some other smaller studies that we may be doing with, with Ropressa, with Natarsadil, the active ingredient there, with Roclitan, to find differentiation because we have a quite active preclinical uh, program, too, that's been able to uh, show a lot of points of differentiation for uh, Natarsadil, the active ingredient, obviously in both uh, Repressa as well as Rocklatan. You're obviously a busy man, so we appreciate you taking a few minutes to share an update with us. Well, thanks for allowing me to, uh, to speak with you, Tom. It's, it's always a pleasure. So we're going to kick it over now to Tom Mitro's presentation on the big stage, the big tent, OIS at ASCRS. I did the interview in a small room uh, off to the side. Tom, prior to coming to, to visit with us, gave his presentation during one of the morning showcases. So this is the audio for that. You can get videos of both the interview and the presentation at ois.net. So uh, Tom will refer to some PowerPoint slides during this uh, 
during this discussion. He'll uh, he'll make his points quite well without the need of the data. But if you want to see the slides and the presentation uh, in its full force, its full video format, go to OIS.net and uh, check it out. So now let's hear again from Tom Mitro, COO of Airy Pharmaceuticals. We're going to start with two products in the glaucoma market, and uh, both these products are once-a-day eye drops for the treatment of glaucoma. And if and when they're approved, they'll bring the first new MOAs into the glaucoma market in 20 years. So that's quite a, quite a time. Ropressa is our single-agent product that we believe lowers IOP through three different MOAs. First, it's a ROC or ROC kinase inhibitor, so it increases outflow through the trabecular meshwork. Secondly, it's a norepinephrine transporter inhibitor or net inhibitor, so it reduces the production of aqueous humor, and it also lowers episclerovenous pressure. We were able to refile our NDA the same day that our contract manufacturer told us they were ready for FDA inspection, and we're busy building our commercial team. Now, Rocklatane is our combination product that combines Ropressa and those three MOAs I mentioned with the world's top-selling glaucoma product, Latanoprost. And we have two ongoing phase three trials right now, and a couple slides I'll share with you the, the top-line results of Mercury 1, and then this quarter we'll announce our Mercury 2 results. I'm not going to have time to go into our preclinical program, but you're certainly able to go in and uh, look at it on our website. Just as a summary from a repressive, we've studied repressive in four different Phase three trials, and three of those trials, Rocket 1, 2, and 4, repressive was found to be non-inferior to Timolo in patients with baseline IOPs below 25. In the fourth trial, Repressa was found to be non-inferior to Latanoprost, again, in patients with IOP below 25. Now, this shows you the results of our most recent phase three trial, which we call Rocket 4, comparing Repressa to Timolo, again, in patients with baseline IOPs below 25 from week two through month six. And as you can see, throughout the entirety of the trial, the performance of Repressa remained within the non-inferiority range. Now, these two charts highlight Repressa's ability to consistently lower IOP. So this shows patients' IOP at 8 a.m. through each study visit, both in patients with IOPs below 25 and below 27. So you can see there's no loss of efficacy, no tachyphylaxis that sets in this trial, just good, consistent IOP lowering. I'll end the discussion on Repressa efficacy with some new data we have from a pilot study that, that evaluated Repressa's ability to lower pressure over a 24-hour period of time. So the chart in the middle of the slide shows you that Repressa lowered IOP at night just as well as it did during the day compared to baseline. And those of you that either know the market or read the bottom of the slide know, today's currently marketed glaucoma products do not work as well at night as they do during the day. So if we can replicate this in a larger trial, we may have another significant advantage for Repressa. Briefly, from a safety standpoint, there were no drug-related systemic AEs or serious AEs. The number one AE was um, ocular hyperemia, or red eye. Um, and it was found at an incident rate of about 48%. Interesting, only 10% of the patients had hyperemia at each study visit. The rest of the people had hyperemia as a sporadic event. Regardless, 75% of the time, the hyperemia is rated as mild. And to put it in perspective, only 4% of the people discontinued because of hyperemia. Now, I'll go on to Roclitan. So this is results from our Mercury 1 trial, which compared Roclitan, which is the blue lines on the bottom of the chart, to the two individual components, again, Latanoprost and Mepressa. And as you can see, the performance of Roclitan bettered that of the individual components by one to three millimeters of mercury at each of the nine time points through the three months of the trial. So very good results. And you can see the results were highly robust. The p-value was less than 0.0001. So very good. 
This shows the responder analysis that we were able to get from um, this study as well. So this shows a proportion of patients in each arm that attain certain levels of IOP lowering. So as an example, Roclitan uh, got 61% of the patients in its arm to 60 millimeters of mercury or less. And you can see how that compared to the other two components. If you go down, 45% of the people in the Roclitan arm got to 15 millimeters of mercury. And frankly, 33% or a third of them got to 14 millimeters of mercury with one drop a day. And you can see it's far better than what was found in the individual components. And you can see the p-value on the chart as well. Briefly, from a summary standpoint, very consistent with what we saw in Repressor. Again, there was no serious nor systemic AEs, which is a big worry off the ophthalmologist's mind. The number one AE was, again, ocular hyperemia to a rate of about 50%. But just as we saw before, it's highly sporadic, mild in about 80% of the cases. And the other thing we saw, as we did with our other trials as well, that about 20% of the patients actually had hyperemia at baseline, which means after washout and before initiating the study treatment. So it's a very common event. The other AEs were what you would have expected from what we saw in Repressa as well as the latanoprost arms. I'll just end with this uh, last picture to show you because you can see that we're starting our corporate ads now to build more and more awareness around um, ARI. We're really highlighting three things in these ads. The first is certainly our products. The second is our science. But, of course, the third and probably the most important is our beloved founder, who many of you in this room know and many ophthalmologists know, Dr. David Epstein, our great leader. So thank you very much for your attention, and I'll turn the mic back over. Thanks. All right, that is a wrap. Thanks, Tom Mitro, for joining us on the OIS podcast, both in the interview room at OIS at ASCRS and on stage. Thanks, OIS podcast listeners, for joining us. I hope you are now completely updated on Airy Pharmaceuticals. We look forward to hearing more good news from Ari in the near future. Finally, if our listeners could do us a few favors, give us a ranking on iTunes or uh, tell your friends. If your friends like ophthalmology and innovation as much as we all do, they should be listening. The more ears, the better. Finally, feel free to shoot me an email, tom at healthagy.com. That's the word health, followed by the letters egy.com. And uh, we'd love to hear your suggestions, comments, or questions or just uh, shoot an email to say hello. And Healthogy is the producer of the OIS podcast and the OIS events. So that's it. Don't forget, OIS at ASRS is happening on August 10th in Boston. Registration is open, so go to ois.net to register for that. And we will get to see you in my hometown, Boston, Massachusetts.